It's been over 10 years since Marvel Studios began with Iron Man, and it's taken all this time before they could give us our first female-led female superhero movie. Captain Marvel is here. You know, I feel like that calls for a celebratory drink. Oh, hell yeah. Let's fill our glasses and start this review. You're listening to Whiskey and Popcorn. do our best to not spoil the film, but if you haven't seen it and you want to go in tabula rasa, as it were, go ahead and hit pause and come back after you've seen the movie. Okay, so in case you don't already know, Brie Larson is the woman behind Captain Marvel, and her character is a bit complicated even in the comic books. This is not unusual for many Marvel characters to have strange origin stories or have their origin stories rewritten multiple times. There was a point where Captain Marvel was actually a dude um, and later on became a woman. And how that happened, that's for you comic book nerds out there. But for the film, Captain Marvel, we already meet her on a planet populated by the Kree. She's actually called Vares. And she has no memory of her life on Earth or who she is or was. And the society she lives in, this alien Cree society, is ruled by an AI called the Intelligence, which takes on the appearance of whoever is dear to you. And they essentially take direction from this AI. Right. And unlike most other superhero movies, Vares already has her powers, which is essentially star power, a.k.a. she's able to shoot like fusion fire from her hands. Now, she's left her earthly life behind and is part of an intergalactic military team called Star Force. Star Force is led by the Kree commander Yon Rog, who is played by Jude Law. Now, at the beginning, she is struggling to contain her human emotions, which becomes a big deal later on. Yeah, that's right. And it's all part of her understanding who she is and where her background's from. But at this point, she really wants to suppress these wild emotional swings that she has. It's all in a bid to control her powers, which initially makes sense. No problems there. Like, there's no suspicious red flags at this point. Not yet. Veers and the task force are sent to hunt down this terrorist uh, race, the Skrull race, and basically kill them off. The plot does dig into a little bit why this is, and it's a slow uh, roll unfolding on all the facts on that. But the space chase to catch these guys brings Veers back to Earth, and this is where she starts to learn about her past and comes to some realizations that the Kree aren't who she thought they were, nor are the Skrull people, and there's lots of action, lots of star power, and lots of 90s nostalgia. Here's a clip from the trailer. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. 
I'm actually just going to go right out and give this a letter grade. Okay. Uh, I'm giving it a B. It's a solid entry film, but it did not wow me. Setting aside my superhero fatigue, I just had a hard time feeling really connected with the Captain Marvel character. First of all, her story is not told in any sort of linear fashion. Uh, This is another very unique aspect of this particular superhero story. There's a lot of jumping through points in time, and I'm not talking about just flashbacks. There are points where I'm like, I don't even know where we are in her mind, in the point in time, where we are on Earth. It's just, it's there's a lot of confusion, and it does come together and ultimately works, but watching it the first time through was really hard for me. It's just not a typical superhero storyline construction, and I've said this before, I have such a hard time with nonlinear storytelling. It just has to be handled just right in order to work for me. Superhero fatigue is real, period, life, period. But do I think it did its job? Sure. Similar to Wonder Woman, I felt empowered. But again, I also struggled with the jumping around in the story. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm glad you brought up Wonder Woman. I really liked Wonder Woman. I felt so much more watching that performance. Uh, Her storyline really grabbed me and pulled me in. And I was just in that world. When we meet Captain Marvel, I feel like she's already a bit jaded. She's not the doe-eyed Diana in Wonder Woman. In, in a way, like their stories are kind of reversed, whereas Wonder Woman essentially grows up and learns to kind of guard her heart more. She becomes wiser. Captain Marvel actually learns empathy and learns to open her heart up to others. But somehow there was something lacking. It's such a powerful idea and concept. And they didn't even really bother to flesh that out. Right. I I totally agree. And it was harder to connect with her. You know, I've always seen Marvel and DC playing this kind of cat and mouse game with each other. This was definitely a response to Wonder Woman and really kind of just felt like the next installment that Marvel needed to do to catch up with that game with DC. Not that there weren't parts I like. There absolutely were. What's most important is they're saying there is a space for powerful women in comics. Luckily, it never really pushed you with its feminism or diversity or uniqueness. It just was. It didn't It didn't feel like it ever had anything to prove. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if the box office numbers say anything, like Captain Marvel is crushing it. And as far as the, the latest totals that I look at, it's trailing behind Black Panther, but it's still one of the biggest box office Marvel movies, um, which is great. I know that there was, talking about controversies, a lot of trolls out there were trying to bring down the movie in advance, and uh, clearly they were just shouting into the void, (laughs) Uh, because people are wanting to see this movie, whether you are a little boy, little girl, man or woman. This this is something that Marvel's proven to us that they know how to do good stories. Does Captain Marvel really stack up as one of the great movies? Not so much. Yeah, I've already had multiple people message me and tell me that they've taken their daughters or their nieces and that just to see that look on their face, it 
it really changed for my friends and they saw that really a daughter can have someone to look up to also. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I know like for my mom, for example, she loved Captain Marvel way more than Wonder Woman. So there's definitely a place for this character. There's love already there and then there's new loves to be had. And I will say there is a sense that Marvel is sort of, it felt like paying maybe reparations for taking this long to give us this kind of movie. Amen. Captain Marvel, she is now the most powerful hero in the Marvel Universe. The movies only. I'm not going to dig into the comic books. But at this point, she's the most powerful. And people can argue with me. But, I mean, for sheer physical strength, she can take a punch. And, man, she can she give one. She can fly. She shoots fire from her hands. She's got, like, electricity, too. She can withstand the vacuum of space with just a thin spacesuit fly across space and even smash and crush spaceships. She's just this one woman wrecking ball. Okay, okay, okay. But why haven't you mentioned the cat yet? I was saving that goose. (laughs) Oh, goose. My favorite part. Goose is the orange tabby cat who's played by something like four or five different cat actors. Do they have the same kind of labor laws as kids do, you think? Uh, They should. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe they got a cushier life. I'm not (laughs) sure. (laughs) I thought they already did, whether they were actors or not. (sighs) And, well, for the storyline, technically Goose is an alien creature called a flurkin. I don't want to say too much more on that, though. You should just go see it. But, you know, I, I like the role of Goose a lot because, for the most part, she was there for comedic support. I love how Nick Fury is like this huge cat guy and was just cooing over Goose every chance he got. The funny backstory is he doesn't like cats. He actually doesn't (laughs) like animals in general. And Brie Larson's actually allergic to cats. Hilarious. (laughs) You would never be able to tell by watching the movie. But you know, Goose's role is actually super important. It's kind of reminded me of the cat in Men in Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where you're just like, why? Okay, fine. You got the furry animal on the side. And it turns out, oh, my gosh, you're kind of pivotal to the whole plot and sort of saving the world. But I have to say, Goose was the best actor in the entire film. Apparently, I read that the cat was so good at taking direction from the directors that they wanted her to actually act more cat-like and spontaneous, but she was just ready to take direction all the time. Well, that is rare. No, (laughs) Goose was my favorite too, but usually the comic relief in these kind of movies always tend to be my favorite. Uh, Now, as as far as the rest of the casting, I very much agree uh, Captain Marvel was cast correctly, and Larson kicked major butt. Uh, and, you know, really, all of the casting across the board, I I agreed with. Speaking of casting, we have to, like, stand up and applaud Samuel L. Jackson. He has been so underutilized in all these Marvel mu- movies. Every single one. And he's such a freaking good actor. We finally get to see him be really a part of the plot. This movie is very much the Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Buddy Rittrip movie. <laughs> if oh, we yeah. really want to dumb it down. Uh, I just, I, I loved seeing him bounce off of her because her character was just kind of very, she was a straight man. 
And her background, she is, as the movie ultimately reveals, part of the Air Force. You know, she's a military woman. She doesn't take no shit. And uh, Samuel Jackson is just kind of this jokester. So he was the comic relief mm-hmm. as well in this film. No, it was so nice to see Jackson really get some character development for once. What a concept. <laughs> but okay. So speaking of white, male dominated movie review systems. Oh, wait, we weren't. Well, well, now we are. <laughs> Let's talk about everything that happened pre movie release. Yeah. Why don't you start? It it was just the epitome of what I see as the culture's bottom feeders and trolls. And we saw a little bit with Wonder Woman, but this was atrocious. This was in the lines of bullying. I mean, we saw, yeah, the movie was okay, but her tits were small. Like, are you kidding me? Like, who says this kind of stuff and heaven forbid there's a woman superhero yeah yeah it you know this nastiness also came out like you said with wonder woman came out with black panther and i don't know what it is about white male fragility and this is by no means all white men i want to make that very clear is a very i hope minor part of society but with the internet with social media they're able to get a platform and really just throw out such vitriol on pop culture. And I don't understand why they feel the need to do that, why they feel attacked. I mean, women have been part of comic books for decades, and there has been great strides made to try and fill out these characters, especially if they are hero characters. We don't necessarily need to like dig into the whole Wonder Woman and her saga of how she was powerful and then not and powerful again and all these crazy things and it's like i just i can't wrap my mind around this because i don't i don't see it as a threat i see it as hooray here's something new here's something fresh i have superhero fatigue Mm -hmm. so you really have to engage me and throwing a woman superhero in front of my face is going to grab my attention prior to wonder woman prior to captain marvel what did they give us? Uh, Electra, many, many years ago yep. with Jennifer Gardner. There was Catwoman with Halle Berry. Both of those did awful. So it's like, it makes me mad. Yeah. And I, too, hope it's a very small percentage of the population. And, yes, we there is troll culture around there. But, you know, even with people we would consider like movie review colleagues I felt they were quick to cast aside the movie and and it by no means was that all of them but you know in a in a culture of movie reviews which are very male dominated tends to be middle age and white it it's very easy to skew rotten tomato numbers and things of that nature. But yes, you, you know, we are we're waving the white flag and hoping that this is a small percentage of the populace. Uh, we ourselves even had some haters on our sites mm-hmm. and trolls that already had very strong opinions on Kaylee's magnificent written review. Thank you. On our website. So definitely go and visit that and either defend or more politely agree with them. That's fine too. But uh, you know, keep it keep it PG thirteen and uh, 
you know, you're just as strong as a man now as you were before this movie came out. <laughs> well, and I also have to say, you know, you, you don't have to like this movie. I mean, I'm giving it a B. Like I said, I it's not wowing me, but I do recognize how it is a big, important piece of the culture. It's a big, important piece of the Marvel Universe. So, you know, I have to tip my hat to that. But I think we'll leave the controversies there. Um, I, I'm ready for my drink now. How about you? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Watching this movie made me want to drink something that's red, white, and blue. Like, I just wanted, I wanted the colors more than anything. <laughs> Whoa, wonderful. I love it. So um, I decided maybe something like a sparkling white sangria with strawberries, blueberries, and bananas might be in order. Mm, especially okay. since... A spring is coming. I'm ready to be outside under a cabana somewhere. <laughs> the bubbles feel very victorious in some ways. <laughs> like, I just, doesn't that sound yummy? Of course. It sounds wonderful. I, too, went with color. <laughs> I went with a wonderful Long Island iced tea mm. because it is refreshing and new, but also has that little bit of color in it for... Change and patriotism. I didn't know uh, Long Island iced teas were any color but gold. They, uh, they have a little a little tinge to them of other colors, but you have to be in the right light. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I'm not drinking them in the right places. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> be our superhero and hit that subscribe button. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And, of course, visit us and monitor those trolls on our website at whiskeyandpopcorn.org. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you at the movies.